0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Bid Book study. My name is Elaine B. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today's date is Wednesday, August 28, 2019. Today we're reading from the bid Book and we're in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph, which begins with, Here are thousands of men and women. Today's readers are Bernie W. on the 12 Steps, Alice G. on the 12 Traditions, Mary H., Kathy K., and Robin T. We have Kaylee R. as our newcomer greeter and Leslie W. doing announcements. Thank you so much for your service, everybody. Team Wednesday, so grateful. Uh, The reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Tuesday, August 27th is 13325. That's 13,325. And the reference number for this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting, August 28th, 7 a.m., is 13328. That's 13,328. DOA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There's no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting to our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. Ways fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to compulsive overeaters who still suffer. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Bernie W. to please read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. Um, I, Bernie W. from Pennsylvania, Greatly, gratefully covered. Um, these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Came to believe in a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to God, the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you for letting me be of service this month.
0: Thank you, Bernie W. Thanks for your service. And now I'll ask um, Alice G. to please read the 12
2: Traditions. Good morning. This is Alice G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Wisconsin. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and have a great day.
0: Thank you, Alice G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done show, sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted using star 1, please. Today we resume our study of the Big Book. We're in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph. And I will ask uh, Mary. H, could please begin reading? Hi, this is Mary H, Recovered in Wisconsin. Um, Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, There has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. They show how the change came over them when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God. Is today the most important fact of their lives? They present a powerful reason why one should have faith.
2: Okay, I'm going to start my
0: timer. Wow, what an amazing paragraph to try to even begin to unpack. So this is basically the mini version of the story of like any of us. (laughs) I think that's great. Um my story boils down to this. Um, so let's let's try to unpack it at least a little bit. Um, so these are what we need to do. We come to believe in a power greater than ourselves. We take a certain attitude toward that power. I'm going to get into that in a second. And then we do certain simple things. So that's the action of the steps. And there will be a revolutionary change in our way of living and of, of thinking. Um, man, in the face of collapse and despair, and later it says, you know, the seeming futility of existence, the total failure of our human resources.
3: And that was what I felt, I think, most of all, when I came to this meeting and started hearing about these specific directions given in the big book about how to
0: find a solution to my problem. And yes, this sense of direction has flowed into me. So I'm going to get back to that certain attitude, because down here at the bottom, it says, these things happen after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. So first, this word wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, that requires a real sense of openness, which this whole chapter has been talking about. And then those few simple requirements. Thank you so much to Pete B., who this morning on the earlier meeting reminded me that the simple requirements are listed in Bill's story on the bottom of 13 and the top of 14. Belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Wow. And so, am I doing that today wholeheartedly? Not just, am I willing, honest, and humble? Am I willing, honest, and humble enough to, establish, to do this stuff, to do the work, to establish and maintain the new order of things? And am I doing those things wholeheartedly? Those are really powerful words. You know, living was so unsatisfactory. That's why I'm willing to do this work. Um, But here, the consciousness of the presence of God today being the most important fact of my life. In the beginning, it had to be that, and I'll
3: wrap up, it had to be that something bigger than me was bigger than the food because I couldn't put the food down without relying on something bigger than me. And today, it's any calamity that comes into my life, right? Something simple, something big. Is the consciousness of the presence of God wholeheartedly the most important fact of my life? That's what I have to ask myself to ward against agnosticism, even as a recovered person. And uh look forward to hearing everybody else. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Mary H. Okay. Here we go. Great paragraph to share. On great share already. Who wants to go next? Kara no. Melanie C. Melanie C. No. Melanie K no. B. And I think I heard uh, a Car- um Okay. Kara, uh, I'm just going to. Kath- Kathleen O. Kara L. Kath- Kathleen O. I got
4: Kara K B.
0: Um, I heard Kara K B. And was there a Sherry L? Kara L. Yes.
4: Uh,
0: Sarah L. Okay. Sherry KB. And Kathy K. Robin Kathy K. K. And Robin P.
4: Okay, which, great. Which page are we on? Thank you.
0: We're on page 50, the fourth paragraph that begins with, Here are thousands of men and women. And this is what I've got. Melanie C, Sherry A, Kathleen O, Sherry KB, Kathy K, and Robin C. and then we'll take another lineup. So please press star one to mute your phone, unless you are Melanie C, and you'll be followed by Sherry K. Hi, I'm up now. Great to hear you all this morning. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Wilsonville, Oregon you know when god talks to my heart there's a bit of a pounding going on and and an anxiousness that comes over me and and the conviction is that that um that i've had a step one experience and that's what this talks to me about i've had many bottoms before in my life and of course my story is always in hindsight to go back to examine what was different you know then and, and and what's going on for me now and and um this idea about wholeheartedly what was i doing then that I'm not doing now what am I doing now that I wasn't doing then what happened to me what came over me that I wouldn't pick up no matter what because that was not within my DNA to happen to have happen I just couldn't do that before something something came over me and it was this power that I was going to be able to eventually understand that it was outside of myself that it was greater than myself that it was loyal it was dependable it was happening for me every time I pressed into it every time I looked forward to it wholehearted to me is an action word. Wholehearted means where my feet are at. Wholehearted is somebody taught me how to to develop a way in which I was going to be able to live according to the directions in the big book and maintain it without exception every single day. That's the that's the key piece that allows that that power to continue to flow through me all the time and for these things to continue to develop over time. There's a strong, stark difference between um, what it was like and what it's like now in terms of the, the darkness that I was having and the bottom that I came in here with. I don't think it was. I think it was, it was. just. I was just done. I was out of answers. And this idea about this revolutionary change continues to overwhelm me like a tsunami every day. I couldn't have done this. This is not within me to be able to do this. I'm continually stunned. Um, I was going to comment about the the difference in terms of of um, the the dark the dark reality the the um, the things that I had done before when I came in here and the peace and the tranquility that I have, which is mine. What, I, what happens to, to, um, to me in each and every day, what my work is now that the food is down, thank God I have neutrality around it and maintaining this new order of things that, are, that was mentioned here earlier. And by the way, that page 14 is absolutely my creed, absolutely my creed without exception. My sponsor said to me, you give me this list of things that you are doing, Melanie, every single day. I want you to focus on the things that you're not doing. Because that's where you're going to get in trouble. That's where it's quiet and silent. That's where you're going to lose this thing that happened to you. And that list, my darling, is very short and very specific. Where are your feet not without a path? Well, thank you so much, Melanie C. All right. We have uh, Kara L. followed by Kathleen O. Please
5: go ahead, Kara. Good morning. My name is Kara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Long Beach, California. Uh, thank you to everybody doing service this morning and bringing this meeting to us. What a powerful paragraph! I just feel like it—it it kind of wraps everything up, you know. Um, That's in, you know, thousands of men and women who've that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude towards that power and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And that's so true for me today. It I, I can't even tell you the difference of just having total dependence on my higher power, asking my higher power's opinion in everything I do in my life. You know, what should I wear today? How should I handle this situation? You know, ask for direction. Um, ask for intuitive thought, you know, inspiration, decisions. And then I sit back and relax. And how do I get that? Well, you know, every day I have to, I have to do the things that I know that help me help me commute, uh, communicate with my higher power. To look for self in my life? Where am I still being agnostic? Where am I relying on self? And to be honest with that and share that with another person and do a step 10, you know, a new power, peace and happiness and sense of direction flowed into them. And that's exactly what's happened for me today is I have that new, that promise, that new power, peace, happiness and sense of direction. And when I don't, I just ask for it. I sit back, and I relax after I ask, and it will come. I'm so grateful today for vision. I'm so grateful today for this program. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kara Al. So Kathleen O, you're up next, followed by Sherry KB.
6: Good morning, Elaine. Thank you so much for moderating this morning. And it's great to be on the line with everyone. So let's see, um, this happened after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. And, you know, a requirement, what is necessary? What is needed? What is wanted in these simple, these few simple requirements? And really all we need to do is show up, suit up and take action. And with addiction, most of us on this line use or have used food to numb the unease we have with life's problems. And, you know, these problems are mostly of our own making. I came in to lose weight, but my eating problem was merely a symptom. I wasn't able to be present in anything, and I was always either in the past or the future, which is a recipe for unhappiness. So the nature of our problem is a spiritual malady, this inward unmanageability. And once we heal the inside, the outside will follow. And we heal the inside by having a faith and power greater than ourselves. So just as we are all unique individuals, so is our conception of God unique. And this paragraph when when where is it? When many hundreds of people or this sentence in the paragraph, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. And you know, faith is a powerful reason. And faith is having complete trust or confidence in someone or something, a strong belief in God. And this gives us reasons to open our minds. I realized I was without power and was finally, after decades of abusing my body with food, beat into a state of reasonableness. And the foundation that God exists will allow a soundness of mind. So, you know, I've I've learned through these steps in this program and, and all of you. I've learned how to practice being present in life and to allow my conception of God to guide me on a daily basis. And when I do that, I can stay out of judgment. I can stay out of criticism and resentments. I'm not always perfect at that, but I do better when I keep that connection and I can enjoy a healthy, I can enjoy a healthy food every day that nourishes my body. So, and you know, I know I'm present, when I when I'm working this and I I can tell when I'm being present because suddenly the green, the trees look greener the sky looks bluer and I can see the good in people that I crossed paths with during the day and with that
0: I pass Elaine thank you so much thank you Kathleen um and Sherry KB you're up next followed by Kathy K
7: good morning Elaine good morning everybody Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, Recovered Compulsive a Reader. And thanks so much for your service, Elaine, and everybody online and Team Wednesday. Um, and thank God for God. Um, I love this, this paragraph. It, it's just so chock full of um, amazing things. Um, a, a revolutionary change. Uh, I had to change my attitude towards the power. In other words, I had to put the power into God's hands, not into Sherry's hands. I had to put quit putting power into the food I ate and turned to God instead. A revolutionary change to me is the steps, that attitude that changed me while I was working the steps because that was the only thing for me as a compulsive overeater that could truly change me was the power of the steps because that's where I got unblocked uh, to connect with my higher power. So not only did it revolutionary change the way I was living, but the way I was thinking. And that was a really important piece because I have a mental obsession and I could never remove that mental obsession without God's help, um, without the steps. And so when I did this, when I had problems in my life, because what I did is I always ate over everything. And now I could turn to a power greater than me that could help me to walk through things that would give me the peace and happiness and direction that flowed into me of what I needed to do because I was always baffled. not always, I was always baffled with this disease, but I was baffled with certain things in life, but I would have never told you that. Um, so it's telling me that if I, I follow a few simple requirements, which is really the directions in this book, uh, allowing my higher power to guide me um, throughout the day many times a day, by living in the steps, by working 10, 11, and 12 daily, um, and set aside the idea that I thought food was the problem. And, you know, you'll hear on the line sometimes that food uh, was the solution. And what I want to say is food used to be the solution. Um, it never was the solution for me. Um, I thought it was, but it wasn't, because God's really the solution for me. Uh, when I put God in front of everything and everybody, every Everything else falls into place for me. So that's why the presence of God is the most important fact in my life today. It even becomes before my loved ones because I have better relationships with my loved ones and with the people about me due to putting God in my life, due to asking God to be with me when I have to walk through something that is really scary, asking sometimes when I'm upset at someone to ask God to help me to see them the way God sees them. Um, So there's a powerful reason why I have to have faith because I have seen so many changes in my life due to asking my higher power to be in my life, you know, relying on my higher power 100% of the time. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KP. I heard your
0: little jingling, and mine went up just after that. <laughs> Thank you very much for your share. And uh, Kathy K, you're up next, followed by Robin P.
8: Hi, Elaine. Thank you for your service. This is Kathy K, Recovered in Boston. And, you know, this time reading this paragraph, I take something new and different from it. I have in the past, um, which happens to me every day when I read the big book. Um, this happened soon, a- soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. And what I know today is the first time I worked through the 12 steps, I did have a spiritual awakening. Um, However, it it remained um, at the same level and not very growthful um, or enhancing of my spiritual fitness because I didn't meet a few simple requirements after I finished going through the steps the first time. And what I mean by that is there are certain things I need to do every single day in order to create space for me to um, really connect with my higher power. If I'm too busy, if I don't take time, to pray and to meditate and to read and to write and to make outreach calls if I don't make space and to pause during my day, then um it's my connection to my higher power and his guidance will be more limited, so like that last sentence in the paragraph today, I know that. Most imp- the most important thing in my life is that I make that space spiritually every day to listen and to ask and to express gratitude. Um, and then I can go on to address the challenges of the day with grace. And I'm most grateful for that transformation. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kathy Kay. And um, after Robin P. shared, we will uh, have another lineup and we're commenting on page 50, the fourth paragraph, which begins with here are thousands of men and women. Please go ahead, Robin P.
9: Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Elaine, for your service. This is Robin P. I'm a very grateful recovery compulsive overeater in Vero Beach, Florida. And, um, you know, I just I feel like this is a faith that works and, you know, we just went away for a week to Costa Rica and, you know, the food was just, we lived, you know, we had our meals and we lived and this is just this faith in action. And to do these simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. You know, I got to just, it wasn't about the food, of course, thank God. You know, it was about, living life and um, showing up and I could feel God using me and being of service at times. And it just, I felt like the great orchestra conductor in the sky, you know, just bring in, you know, Robin P and then bring in this person and, and then look what happens and look at the conversation that happens with such a blessing, you know, and that's all God. And in the face of collapse and despair and that God can use all that and, You know, um, I happen to have, uh, I'm electromagnetic field radiation sensitive, and we came back to our new um, place here in Vero Beach uh, that we just moved into, and it's got a lot of issues, and I I experience pain from that. And uh, um, I just, just like any other issue, any other um, malady, I get to keep surrendering it, asking for help, reaching out, and um, finding the solutions, uh, and keeping a faith that works and uh, not letting it get me down, and um, you know, I just felt so much freedom, uh, you know, in so many areas of my life, and I get to just practice these principles in all of my affairs, and that allow that sense of direction flow into me in every area of my life, um, that I, and I feel powerless over this, and so I just get to keep surrendering and use these steps in every area of my life. So um, God bless everybody in your recoveries with that, that I passed. Thanks so much for letting me share. I hope everyone has a very blessed absent day.
0: Thank you very, very much, Robin P and everybody who shared so far. Who'd like to who would like to be in the next line? Nancy L. L. Nancy L. Bernie W. w.
1: Cheryl Bernie W. Lisa W Charlotte.
0: are you right
5: here. Sure. Leslie. F.
0: Uh Leslie W. All right, great. Carla, I heard you. Regio, I heard you. Cheryl S. And Cheryl S. And I think we have time for all of you today. Um, so, okay. I have Nancy L. Um, um, oh my goodness, I can't read my own writing. Uh, Leslie W., Carla N., Reggio, Cheryl S., and, oh, gosh, the, the second person there.
8: <laughs> Girl?
0: No. Okay. I'm going to take one more in the lineup because I'm so sorry. I, I just didn't get it. that other name? Oh, I oh was with Bernie W. Bernie W. That's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. So, Nancy, i followed by Bernie W. And thank you for your grace. Okay. Mm-hmm. go ahead, Nancy.
10: Oh, thank you so much! Thank you, Team Wednesday. This is Nancy Ellen, Arizona, recovered. Wow, what a paragraph! I gotta just pick a couple lines out of here. Um, oh yeah, in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of their human resources, they found a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. Well, that the two words that uh, jump off the page to me is how I felt when I felt collapsed and, and utterly in despair. I, um, I was completely bankrupt. <laughs> I was out of ideas. I was out of steam. I was out of money. I was down and out. And I think for me, I had to come to grips with myself that Nancy does not have the answer. She is spent a hundred percent not even 99.9, but 100% spent, and um, that's when I I believe my higher power led me into the rooms, and um, I was so confused with the stuff on the wall and, you know, all the steps and so on and so forth, and, uh, uh, but I, there was something inside that changed. I, I just, I started, like, I had to make sure I had a Kleenex because my eyes kept watering and I could tell I was crying. Couldn't understand it. Why am I crying? But I knew something was different about this place. It was something different I had never, ever tried before. And I am so glad I stuck around because I had five decades of loving the food more than God. And it had me close to the grave. I'm so grateful I stayed and that I am recovered today only by the power of God and seeking His presence many, many times during the day and during the night. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy L. Okay. Bernie
0: W., you are up next, followed by Leslie W.
1: Uh, okay. The uh, presence of God is most important, is what really struck me today, um, I know that that presence is what keeps me recovered. Uh, And the presence comes when I wholeheartedly continue to do the steps, especially 10, 11, and 12. And I know uh, that when I start getting those familiar feelings of being discontent and restless, and I, I really examine it and look at it, I'm slacking off at doing 10 and especially 12, and um, I need to do them all. And that's one of the reasons why I'm calling in. I don't usually call in. I listen all the time, but I don't call in because I get thinking about how I sound or, or whatever, which is self again, which is the ego, which is, always seems to get in if I'm not doing what God has given me the ability to do in doing these steps and giving me a way to stay recovered, and I'm just so grateful for Vision. And um, I've been here for listening for a year now, and I can't imagine where I'd be without it. And I'm thank you, thank you to all these people, all these visionaries. I'm really excited to go to the conference, and I'm I'm just so grateful to. Uh, to be clean from eating my uh, alcoholic foods. And I just want to stay in God's presence. And I thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you very much, Bernie W. Leslie W., you're up next, followed by Carla N. Thanks, Elaine, for your service. Um, this is Leslie W. I'm a Recovered Compulsive overeater from Tennessee. And this paragraph just reminds me, um <clears throat> of my relationship with my son because, you know, this is just I, I relate a lot of stuff back to personal experience and you know, that's just how I identify and uh you know, right now I'm 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 dealing with a with a child who is very strong willed. Um, wonder where he gets that from, I don't know. But, you know, this child I will ask him, pick up your shoes, you know, and he's five. It's like, pick up your shoes or throw your plate away or brush your teeth or something simple like that. And he messes around and ignores me or just tries to just get onto something else. And, and I, meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, pick up your shoes, pick up your shoes, pick up your shoes. I'm like a broken record. And, um, you know, <sighs> I just realized after reading this paragraph that for me, I wasn't going to seek out um, the presence of God unless I had a reason to seek out the presence of God. Um, I believe that God disciplines those he loves. And, you know, he, the only way he could get my attention was to give me consequences so the only way that I can get my son to obey his mama is to give him consequences and <clears throat> discipline him in an appropriate way because otherwise he's just not going to do it. And I do it because I love him and because it's my responsibility to do that. And I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about that a lot just because it is where I live, but it's also the way that God has to deal with me I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna he has to pin me down and give me consequences and I'm squirming the entire time and I'm fighting and I'm I'm resisting and I'm yelling and screaming and having a tantrum and he just keeps lovingly pinning me down giving me one consequence after another after another until I say okay God I give up I've come to the end of myself. I'm facing the total failure of my human resources. And then and only then can I have peace. Only then can I have peace. Um, It's in that obedience, it's in that surrender that that I am finally one with God. And with that I pass. Thank you very much, Leslie W. Okay, Carla N. We have you up next, followed by Reggie. Oh, please go ahead, Carla.
3: Hi, I'm Carla N. In California, compulsive compulsive overeater, and I'm my heart is pounding a little fast because I've never shared on the line before. So, I I just want to start by saying how grateful I am um, that you all are here with me this morning that I get to be here with you, that there's so much recovery that I get to benefit from. It is a miraculous program. Um, I'm struck by this paragraph because it's like an amplification of what my life has been like in the very recent past, really since I got entirely abstinent and working the steps with With, you know, um, gusto, like I've never worked them and, you know, surrender. And what I'm finding is this challenge to my previous idea of faith and previous idea of God, which was complacency. Like I had imagined that if I, if I allowed God to guide me and everything, that I would just sit and do nothing. And the, the effect has actually been completely the opposite. I, I, you know, I have this little to-do list in front of me um, that I, I work through every day um, with work tasks and with family tasks. And then I also write little recovery things on the side pages. And I see all these things that I've done in the last couple of days that were only with the help of my higher power, that I had to pray before I did them because they were scary, they were new, um, they were work-related things that I'd never done before, um, meeting with, you know, my son's school principal, and I brought God in, or I I guess what I should say is I allowed God in to those experiences, and God did the opposite. God didn't, uh, you know, keep me <laughs> complacent. God propelled me to action, to be honest, to be, to be, uh, you know, truthful and clear. To listen like I wasn't able to listen before. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other thing I want to say is that. Um, God is so
7: portable,
3: (laughs) and I used to think that it's like for just to have a a faith-centered life, I'd have to get, like, the right little candle and the right little, pay the right person to, you know, the right coach or the whatever, this, that, and the other thing, the right meditation cushion. I don't need any of that. I need this book. I need these ears and these eyes. I need all of you. and my phone to be able to communicate with people and hear God through you. Sure to go. reminder. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much, Carla. And great to have you share on the meeting today and everybody else as well. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Cheryl S.
11: Good morning, Elaine. So great to hear you, and thanks for your service and everybody on the line this morning. <clears throat> my name is Reggie O, and I'm so gratefully to be recovered out here in Southern California, Los Angeles area. And boy,
8: this paragraph,
11: uh, kind of taking my breath this morning, um, and what stands out is the very last sentence. The conscious, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith, and uh, you know, I was thinking about that consciousness of the presence of God, and and it, you know, to me that also encompasses the experience of the presence of God, and it's that, you know, it, together the consciousness and the experience are so powerful. Uh, it really does kind of take my breath, and it it took a long took a long time for me to get to. Um, to get to a God, you know, my own conception of God, that I would go to with anything. Uh, and I think I wanna backtrack here because it is so important. And that is, uh, Mel- Melanie mentioned having a step one experience.
8: And it was after having a
11: step one experience that that something just revolutionarily changed in my life After uh, after working through the steps many times because that main thing that had always been my god food food and you know act act, actuality had been uh my god uh in my actions uh no matter what i said or read or did until i had that experience food was my god primarily and and then all of the associated behaviors that come along and thinking that comes along with being a compulsive overeater, which is, you know, I've certainly experienced sometimes there's illusion and delusion and just all kinds of things. But to, to clear that channel and to really be willing to do the work to, to, to have a conception of God that works for me and with me. All the time and every moment is absolutely the greatest experience of my life. And I, I you know, I have a God that is, um, well, I, what can I say? I have a God that I, I, I think I said before, I'm willing to go to with anything. Uh, and And when I remember, I yet don't remember every second of the day to turn to God, but more and more it's like, like some people have said, I used to think, "Yeah, what, what am, what am I going to wear today?" It's like you have to be kidding. But uh, with everything, because sometimes, uh, many times, I just don't know what the right thing is, and I get I get blocked in my own self. And you know, I was also struck by that certain attitude toward that power. And and I when I read that this past time going through the steps, I real it, it made me think that that attitude toward that power is the attitude in step three. You know, I had to I had to quit playing God. I had to I had to quit playing God and take all other things that were God for me, like food, out of my life because it didn't work. You know, and and Gentleman God matter. had to be thank you just god has to be everything employer life coach counselor you name it and i'm very grateful to all of you for being here to share this journey that's me
0: thank you so much reggio (laughs) thank you okay
4: cheryl s you are up next
0: and um please go ahead
4: yeah hi this is cheryl s thank you can i be heard Yes, you can. Thank you. Thank you for the meeting today. So beautiful. Thank you to sh- for the shares and um, just showing up for me. You know, when I read this, I think about um, it says here, they flatly declared that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward the power and to do certain simple things there's has been a revolutionary change in the way of living and thinking and it talks about in the face of collapse and despair and so on oh my god you know i used to read that and think that um it meant when it talked about you know the new power and peace and happiness that i had to be perfect and um i did that all my life and um i was faking it until i made it and um I didn't know that it wasn't about me being perfect. It was, And now when I read it, I think about it's, it's imperfect, that I can find that power and that peace and happiness and sense of direction and flow in myself as an imperfect spiritual being. I'm so grateful. Um, I think about the uh, educational variety. It's taken me such a long time in recovery. I'm like, oh, my God this is going to ever end that's how i used to think you know get me out of here is too much work i don't think like that anymore um my attitude towards that power just has completely changed i'm here you know my recovery is my loving higher power without it there's no me and um we're a team today i just kept coming back i didn't give up I kept coming back. Even when I didn't want to, he would nudge me and say, don't give up. And I didn't give up on myself. I kept coming back. And, you know, all that dissociation, all that compulsiveness, my food, not just my food and all my affairs, my relationships, my food, my finances, I'm still imperfect. I'm still unmanageable. My prayer today was, um, God, please, you know, direct me. You know boldly and fierceness, please show me how to seek you 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 said it, and I'm gonna hold you to it and um, I was talking about uh another fellowship, and um, I'm just grateful that um you know I'm not in the food today, I'm not compulsive, I feel that peace and happiness, that sense of direction today. I'm so grateful in that faith that we talk about on page 51, that strong belief. Well, my belief today is that now I like the person I'm becoming, finally. Thank you, God, only because of you all. I could not do it alone. In another fellowship, we talked about that um, individuality and community. I tried to do it as an individual person, and it do did not remember? work. And um, I'll wrap it up. It did not work. I needed the community. I needed this big book. I needed you all every single day. Thank you. I pass. Thank you very much,
0: Cheryl S. And thank you for everybody who has shared today on the meeting. Um, We're a moment or two early, but we'll take that extra time to greet newcomers and uh, to get the number for available sponsors. But so wonderful to be on the line with all of you who um, can say that consciousness of the presence of God today is the most important fact of their lives. Thank you so much. So we'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. And we'll, um, Happy. Happy Kay.
8: Please read a vision for you. Thank you so much. Sir, sure, my honor. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we own, know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order